This is the Sticks and Stacks podcast with Sean Drotar and Jen Piacenti. Welcome to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network. My name is Sean Drotar, your host. You can follow me on Twitter if you'd like at S-D-R-O-T-A-R. We are entering the last weekend of the regular season. Most of the playoff spots are set, but not all of them, and not at all of the seating is set either. Now, over in the American League, that's where most of the excitement is, with more than a few teams trying to scramble for those two wildcard spots. And so joining us is our baseball expert, Jennifer Piacenti. You can follow her on Twitter at Jen Piacenti. That's P-I-A-C-E-N. T.I., we're going to take a look at these three games, uh, all of them with major postseason implications because some of these teams have had uh, maybe a a couple extra challenges that we didn't necessarily expect. And let's start out with, well, Boston Red Sox taking on the Orioles in what was at least expected to be a a series that they could put on cruise control, but uh, not so fast. Not so fast. They've split the series so far. Baltimore took the one on Tuesday, and then Boston, of course, came back and won it last night. I don't think there's going to be a problem with Boston winning tonight. They are heavily favored, minus 225. Baltimore, plus 180. You know, lefty Alexander Wells has an ERA of over seven on the season, and I'm what I'm looking at for this game is not the Boston win, because you just can't make any money doing that, but I want to play the over on the total of 10 runs here, and, and here's why. So, As I stated, you know, lefty Alexander Wells has an ERA of over seven on the season. And then Nick Pavetta is going for the Red Sox. Well, he's been either really, really stellar or absolutely terrible all year in true Nick Pavetta form. But specifically versus the Orioles, Pavetta has surrendered 10 earned runs across three starts. And one of those starts was good. And the other two were blowups. Specifically, Cedric Mullins is batting 469 and slugging 769 versus Pavetta this year. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> Moncastle's batting 273 and slugging 636. So those two are your DFS plays, by the way, if you're because we are at Camden. Remember, Hitters Park. On the other side, you know, Boston just continues to mash lefties. You know, another DFS play, Bobby Dahlbeck, only 3,000 on FanDuel. Uh, 10 homers, 278 batting average versus southpaws. You can also look at Hunter Renfro, J.D. Martinez, Kike Hernandez, and Xander Bogarts. All of those guys are in play. And remember, of course, the Baltimore bullpen still has the highest ERA for September, 6.49 earned runs allowed. Uh, So I put all these things together. And I'm feeling an over here at a hitter's ballpark, Camden Yards. Of course, I do think that Boston wins. Um, but, you know, to make a little more money, you might want to parlay the two. Or or if you want to be a little safer, just take the over. But maybe parlaying a Boston win with an over on the run total would be fun. That makes sense. And I, I think you're right when you look at the the Red Sox win. I They righted the ship last night. Wells has had a bad year. And obviously the Red Sox have a ton to play for. And while the Orioles would like to play spoilers to their division rival, there's a reason they've lost 107 games. And the truth is they're just not that good. So uh, I like what you're putting together there in the last four games. By the way, two of those games have gone over 12. One got to 14 or or 10, I should say. One got to 12, one got to 14. And even uh, the ones earlier this week have gotten to six each. So it's not as if you've had really low scoring games. Uh, I do like a a lot of these particular players. I like Rafael Divers in this game. I like the idea of maybe a a player prop here and there for him. 
And uh, I also really, when you look at the over-under on strikeouts in some of these as well, uh, I really would take the under on Wells in particular, if you can find one, because it's not a a good matchup. And even with Pavetta, who's had a pretty good year in strikeouts, more strikeouts than innings pitched by a little bit. Uh, As you pointed out, this is a hitter's park, and some of these guys have hit well against him. Uh, I don't think Pavetta actually goes very long into this game. I don't think he goes very deep. I think the Red Sox are kind of in playoff mode now. And as we've seen for the last few years, what that means is the bullpen start getting in there early to make sure the team's don't get a second time through the lineup against any particular pitcher. So I think that's where they're going. I agree with you. The Red Sox are going to win this game. And I do think there's going to be some runs. There's going to be some fireworks uh, in a game that obviously has substantial playoff implications. Well, there is another one, uh, not so much for the Tampa Bay Rays, who have clinched home field throughout the postseason, but for the Houston Astros, who were in very, very good position uh, uh, to win the NL West. They're three and a half games ahead. Basically, they just can't completely fall apart. Unfortunately, tonight, they draw the best team in the American League when Tampa Bay comes into town. And Colin McHugh, who, by the way, has lost exactly uh, one game this year. So, This one for Houston might not, to my mind, be the game that they win. Now, all of a sudden, they just need to get one more over the course of the week. But Seattle seems to be pretty pesky. They're not going anywhere. This is an enormously important game for the Astros, who would like to lock this down before the season's last couple days. Yeah, it is. The Astros really need this win. They only need one win or a Seattle loss, as we've discussed. Uh, They need this tonight. It's getting really silly. Now, they won Tuesday versus this, you know, amazing Tampa Bay team everyone wants to talk about. Though they didn't win on the run line, which I suggested as a bold prediction, but they did win the game. They're favored again tonight and pretty heavily. Minus 150, uh, Rays are plus 125. So if you like the Rays, you're getting plus money, not a bad bet. But we need to look at this matchup here. It's a really interesting one. We got McHugh versus McCullers. And if you recall, McHugh was on that 2017 World Series team. The guys are all still friends. This will be an interesting one. Now, though McHugh is getting the start, He's probably only going to go one or two innings. He's just an opener. He's been really, really strong, but we're basically talking about the Tampa Bay bullpen versus Lance McCullers. And if you line that up, um, Lance McCullers has a better ERA than the Tampa Bay bullpen for the month of September. So I, I like that. I also think the bullpens are pretty evenly matched if we get into bullpens. But more importantly, I do think McCullers will go fairly deep. And I like his strikeout prop of over six and a half strikeouts as the Rays have a nearly 25 percent strikeout rate versus righties on the year. And they have only a 235 batting average for September. Houston, on the other hand, has a 261 batting average versus righties for September and the lowest strikeout rate in the league versus right-handed pitchers on the year. So, uh, you know, McCullers has over six and a half strikeouts in three of his last four games. I think that the safest play here might be the over on that uh, strikeout prop for Lance McCullers. Now, on paper, this is definitely Houston's game. And as a fan, I'm going to pick the Astros to win. I think they'll get it. But I cannot blame anyone for picking the Rays as they are the, you know, the best team in the AL right now. There's no question about that on paper. The Astros need to pop the champagne tonight. You know, Tampa Bay already has secured the number one seed. So I am going to take the Astros. And in order to make a little more money, because, again, minus 150, money's coming in on the side of the Astros. I'm going to take the Astros and over 
five and a half runs scored, so I can get it into plus money at plus 115. So that means five and a half runs scored in the game, not just by the Astros. So Astros and over five and a half total runs scored in this game, plus 115. I love that because I was even thinking of uh, just until about 30 seconds ago saying I'm fine with going with the over under eight and a half because Mm -hmm. I I do think this is going to be a game where runs are being scored there. This is a good pitching matchup. Everything you broke down about Tampa's is right. And McCullers has had a great year, 12 and five, 181 strikeouts in 156 innings. Uh, I think this is Houston's game to lose in part also, not only because they're very good, they're only six games apart as teams, but Tampa Bay is more concerned at this stage of setting their rotation up Mm -hmm. for the postseason exactly need this game it's not relevant to them they're not going to go send any of their guys deep into games because it really isn't important what's important is getting ready for next week for tampa so they will be somewhat less invested in it but uh, i think that that the the parlay that you have is really great i'm comfortable going in the over under anyway of that eight and a half and and i'm with you even though you get some plus money on the best team in the al i don't think they're going to play like the best team in the al because well They don't have to care about this game. They have to care about not getting hurt, not getting tired, and getting out of there healthy. And that changes the entire calculus. So I think what you said makes an awful lot of sense. If you really uh, want to do anything on the Tampa Bay side, look at a guy like Randy Arozarena, who's enough of a free swinger that uh, he just kind of goes 90 miles an hour all the time anyway. That may be the kind of player who could make a difference tonight on Tampa, maybe on a player prop. But otherwise, yeah, this is a a perfect game for the Astros, who have a terrific opportunity to get it done against, well, even though they're not really having to worry about the weekend series as much, this may be the last game they'll get against a team that actually doesn't care if they win or lose for the rest of the way that the other teams they play, the other teams they're playing may end up having the opportunity to play spoiler. And sometimes that makes things a little weird. Uh, just ask the Red Sox. Of course, we have the biggest game on the schedule between playoff competitors coming next. We'll do that in just a moment. Sticks and Stacks. Welcome back to Sticks and Stacks of the Sawdust Podcast Network. We've gone over a couple of those games that have playoff implications. Well, this one maybe has the biggest. The Red Sox have the best chance to take a wild card. Again, uh, give those pesky Mariners a bit of credit. They're hanging in for both the NL West and only one out of the wild card. But it seems to be up to the AL East where you have three teams jockeying for two positions. Red Sox are in the best position based on the teams they play. Well, The Toronto Blue Jays are in the worst position, but they can change it dramatically with a win tonight over the New York Yankees. Uh, They got it last night, 6-5, on a uh, Beau Bichette spectacular play uh, at the end of the game. And now they take on the Yankees again tonight in a game that for the Blue Jays feels like an absolute must win. Yes, it feels like an absolute must win for the Jays, but it also feels like a must win for the Yankees, man. Ah, this is a great, great game. All eyes should be on this game. And the Jays are favored. They are at home. And I get why they are. Robbie Ray has been dominant all year. And Corey Kluber has an ERA of over five since returning from the IL. But man, it's really hard for me to pass up plus money on this super hot Yankees team. You know, Robbie looked a little bit shaky his last time out. He hit a batter, as we know from his past. He can walk them. And I I personally want to see Robbie Ray steal the Cy Young from Garrett Cole because I think that would just be fantastic. But I have a sneaky feeling New York is going to win this game. Kluber allowed zero earned runs two starts ago versus Cleveland, and it's possible he can just keep the Yanks in the game until they can get to that Toronto bullpen. 
which has an ERA of 4.57 during the month of September. And I'm going to say Aaron Judge is really, really key in this game. He absolutely mashes lefties, batting 295 on the season with 13 home runs versus Southpaws. And in four at-bats versus Ray this year, he's slugging 1,000. So if Ray loses control at the wrong moment, if he hits a batter, if he walks somebody, and Judge comes to the plate, I really feel like the Yankees have a good shot here. Of course, I also say, you know, start all your Jays because on paper, this game goes to them. But... Man, if Kluber starts to look shaky here, we know Aaron Boone will micromanage the heck out of this game. And he has a strong bullpen. So I really think the Yankees have a good shot, and I love them at plus money, plus 125. I think it is a good shot. I think I'm going to go with the Blue Jays anyway. I'm glad you brought up Robbie Ray, who really is a Cy Young candidate. 244 strikeouts this year and a whip of 1.04. That's simply remarkable. Uh, what you brought about Aaron Judge is concerning, but I guess you look at it and, and as a counterpoint, if Robbie Ray does get the job done against Aaron Judge, well, all of a sudden, he's been pretty effective against the rest of the guys in the lineup. So Judge really is kind of the pivot point for this game. On the other side, uh, for a Blue Jays team that is going to be desperate and also going to be uh, micromanaged in this game, it's worth noting They've won five out of the last six games against the Yankees, no matter where the game's been played. The, the Blue Jays seem to have the number of the Yankees. They seem to be able to get over on them. They've been a lot of close games, and they've been a lot of high-scoring games. So if you want to turn those Blue Jays into plus money, you can take that with a parlay of that over-under. I think they're going to get to it anyway. The over-under is eight and a half. Uh, the last time they were under that was five games ago. Every single one of the last four has gone over that and gone over that by a pretty good margin. So uh, I do like the Blue Jays in this one. I like the the over in this. If you want to put them together, you can go ahead and do that. And and if you don't even want to get them into plus money, the minus 140 is not disastrous if you just want to pick the Blue Jays straight up. When it comes to any of the particular player props or DFS, uh, yeah, you can get all the, the Blue Jays in you want. You have to be willing to pay for them. In fact, for a DFS games, this is one of the hardest ones to get into because it's just covered in star power hitters. But it is going to be a fun one to watch. This is the one that I'm going to be paying the most attention to tonight, along with at least those other two in the uh, NL West with the Dodgers and Giants, which that that little battle, uh, whether it's battling separate teams and separate games, ends up being one of the most fascinating ones. But this is going to be a, a terrific night in baseball, a terrific weekend in baseball. And so we want to quickly recap these three games. And Jen, give us your favorite bet for each. Let's start with Boston at Baltimore. All right, Boston at Baltimore. I want you all to think about putting a $3,000 Bobby Dahl back in your FanDuel lineups and think about using Cedric Mullins as well. But most importantly, take in the over here, over 10 runs scored in this game. All right, the Rays at the Astros. Rays and Astros, I am taking the Astros to win and over five and a half total runs scored in this game, plus 115. All right, and this final one we just discussed, the Yankees and the Blue Jays. I'm taking the Yanks in an upset here at plus money for the win. It's nice when you can take a 90-win team for an upset, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> especially over a team that's got 88, <laughs> but that's what happens this time of year. This is going to be a ton of fun. Make sure that you uh, go follow Jen on Twitter for all the latest that she's putting together, too. That's at Jen Piacenti, P-I-A-C-E-N-T-I. Thanks for all the info. Uh, looking forward to next week when the playoffs get going, Jen. Absolutely. I can't believe it's already here. This time just flies when you're having fun.
Yeah, that's the best way to put it. And this has been a lot of fun. Uh, thanks for listening to Sticks and Stacks. If this is your first time, welcome. Uh, you made it in time for the postseason, so good enough. And uh, if it is your first, well, thanks for coming back. And uh, let your friends know. Go ahead and that little, little subscribe button on the, uh, the bottom of wherever you're listening is your best friend. So we will catch you next week in the postseason. It is here. It is going to be a blast. Thanks for listening to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network.